What's going on? It's your boy Hustle Simmons, man. Checking in with my family, EC Sports. Shout out to my man, Dion, man. I see y'all here killing it. If y'all want all the exclusive sports news or just want to get some laughs and hear some good takes on uh, sports and stuff, man, check in with my family. Hey, Dion, you owe me a pair of sneakers, brother. Peace. Yo, check it. Turn me up a little bit on the mic. EC Sports episode. Uh, I don't know. I got a young guy, Yale Sayers. Probably. I no offense if you don't know. Gail Sayers, number 40, you know. The most versatile bear of all time. I know Sayers. Whoa. <laughs> return, kick return, running back, receiver, Gail Sayers. Yes, he was a beast. Um, they burned him out, the poor guy. Uh, he didn't even play a lot. He's one of those, like, Barry Sanders types. Didn't get a lot of play. But when he played, it was uh, made a lot of – he did the deal. But uh, episode Virginia kept him out there on the field. She was sipping uh, Canada Dry up in the box. She was eating pretzels, sipping Canada Dry. (laughs) Some Canada Dry. So we are here. We got the NBA top fifty for EC Sports. I have my own, and has his own, and he's got his. So uh, everybody, there was no rules to it. There was no. I just said when I in production, hey, give me your top 50 how you want. If you want to number them, fine. If you don't, fine. But give me a reason. So if you have to talk about that reason, you can defend it. Mine specifically was the people I saw. Um, you were a little more respectful with the older players, I take it. I was I- a little more respectful with the older players, kind of did a little video synopsis, a little uh, expert, you know, due diligence, kind of where the top 50 guys lie. But then I formulated my own list, you know what I mean, based off my personal preference as well. All right. I mean, first we're going to go, of course, the Mamba, the guy that you said I am very focused on on the show. I'm a Kobe guy, which kind of uh, blinds my thought process on Mr. James, who I think is in my top Eh, he's he's there I didn't number mine I think you guys did which is totally cool I tried to put it out when I threw it at you guys in production that hey I just want your top 50 however you want to put it just know that you got to explain what you're doing so my explanation is simple I picked the top 50 that I saw that I know I watched I know that I can critique not off of video um, and I wanted to make sure that I did my due diligence starting to watch basketball at the age of about, I would say six, when I really got into it. Um, but I'm not, I'm definitely not disrespecting the ruffle, the, the ruffles, the Russells, the, the Chamberlains, the Koozies, the, the, the logo, which is Jerry West, although I could understand putting him on a list due to the fact that he's the freaking logo. But um, I just wanted to do something to where it's something I saw and I'm comfortable explaining it. You, you feel what I'm okay. saying? Absolutely. And I actually had this thought uh, as well. I just 
you know, I decided if I'm going to do a top 50, I'm going to do some research on who, you know, who, you know, experts have chosen as their 50. And then I'm going to kind of formulate my own opinion of the top 50 based off of guys that I've seen. And then, you know, information that that's been shared or videos that I've, that I've seen. So that's kind of the way I did it just ahead of time. Okay. All right. So my first guy obviously is Mr. Kobe Bream, Bean Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, but yeah, the late Kobe Bryant. Um, I have him, if I were to number it, he's in my top two players of all time. Uh, just overall, how I rank my guys is overall quality of play. I had to watch them. It was like, Basically, when Kobe came to town, it was a holiday for me. I've said this on other shows. Um, I had NBA freaking – I had NBA uh, league pass when the Lakers were in their prime. Um, It's just I had to watch them. Other than Jordan, Kobe is uh, unspeakable in reference to my eyes as the greatest player. Okay. Um, he is a, he's the greatest player of all time. You say, uh, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Okay. Just Uh, want to make sure. Yeah. There's three players that have transcended basketball in my lifetime. And I saw and met them all. And that's Mike Kobe and LeBron. So I give LeBron his ultimate props, but, um, Kobe is up there, uh, with the greatest. And I don't think he gets, enough acclaim in my opinion so uh that's mine uh give me one of yours so um we'll start off i uh i actually chose uh kevin durant in my top 50 first before we go to yours do you have anything to critique in reference to mr bryant absolutely not uh in fact kobe was um fifth on my list okay so kobe was fifth on my list uh the first four guys consisted of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Kobe Bryant. No way in hell Larry Bird is better than Kobe. But go ahead and with Kevin Durant. Some would some would argue. Yes. Kevin Durant, uh, on the on the other hand, was tw- he was uh, you know a guy that I wanted to touch base on today. He was twenty seventh on my list. Um, Kevin Durant, to me, after, you know, after really evaluating the the top 50 list that I looked at, as well as my own, um, I think Kevin Durant, I I really think I could say with confidence, as much as I do not like Kevin Durant, um, I think he could be the greatest scorer who's ever played the game. Excuse me? I think Kevin Durant could potentially be the greatest scorer, only scorer, that's it, who's ever played the game of basketball. The versatility of Kevin Durant, uh, his ability to shoot the ball from beyond the arc, his ability to obviously drive the lane, um, his ability to hit that turnaround post shot is, you know, uh, at, at, at nearly almost seven feet tall, he might be the hardest guy to guard from a versatility standpoint scoring in the history of the game. I really believe that. History, his 
story. Um, I'm going to go to a good friend of mine. He created words, and I'm going to use one of his in this say, It seems like you're imagining uh, your thought process right now, uh, saying that Kevin Durant is a better scorer than Kobe Bryant, okay? Um, scoring is points. I can go word for word, uh, 81 points, uh, 63 in the first three, beating an entire team by itself. Yes, Kevin Durant is an amazing scorer, but to say in the history of the game, that is a little far-fetched, in my opinion, and kind of disrespectful to the bean. But it's because I don't want to disrespect it. I'm going to go to my next guys, which they're kind of like formed in one. I didn't want to use Kobe and Shaq because that's like a story that you can talk ad nauseum about and how good they could have been, would have been, should have been. So I'm going to go Shaq and Penny, which was a unknown and unspoken like tandem that a lot of people kind of forgot about because Shaq left and went to LA. And there's like words and uh, thoughts and statements that are said that him and that Shaq and Penny didn't really like have a good relationship. Um, I don't know that. I just read it. I don't want to speak on something I'm not sure about. Obviously, Kobe and Shaq did. They talked about it and discussed it. But if you go back to NBA Live on Super Nintendo, which I'm sure you're not familiar with, the Orlando Magic in 95 were a beast. Beast. Yes, they were. The Shaq was just basically a guarantee in the whole Penny would cross you and get the ball to Shaq or, you know, D3 on the, on the wing. Um, I think that tandem is a very uh, unspoken kind of underrated tandem that did very well. I mean, Shaq was a uh, transcendent player coming in the league and just, I think he flipped them by 40 games when he got drafted. And it was uh, amazing what they did with that team. What's your thought about that tandem? You know, I, you you mentioned a good point. When we think Shaq, we definitely think Lakers, Shaq, Kobe. Uh, but Shaq, you know, obviously started his career in Orlando. Uh, and obviously, Penny is no slouch. So, the uh, you know, I like the fact that you brought up that not only that tandem, but that team as a whole. Uh, that team actually beat the Bulls that one year. Uh, what was That was 95, correct? 95. Um, so, you know, I think that team needs it. They need a little respect on their name. I think they're, they're a lot better, uh, than they're, than they're highly ever spoken about. Um, obviously Penny and Shaq, whether they have their differences or not, they're both two different, uh, players who, you know, have, have strived in the game of basketball, but yeah, I mean, to, to not have Shaq, uh, high up on this list, I think he's the best center of all time. Uh, I say that, you know, with a with a ton of conviction because I do believe so I just I mean just seeing him even with the older guys man like when Shaq was in his prime bro like it was literally a guaranteed bucket like it was crazy like uh, I think you posted a meme recently which I think is the most disrespectful dunk of all time when he doo-dooed all ever. ever. Like, the guy was so pissed. I, Chris Dudley was his name. 
If you don't know, you know what, uh, Jaden, could you show it right now? And the da- show the David Robinson clip too, where he just here, yeah, it's it's just it's just domination. And it wasn't just dunks; it was just like he had the footwork. Power. You just give it to yes, power. You give him to him, give it to him in the hole, guaranteed finish. Why would you say that? And I just don't <laughs> think you could like deny uh, what Shaq did. That's why I get so like. What is Barkley talking about saying all of the stuff that he says? You know, like Shaq was ridiculous. He is the greatest center of all time. And that is why he's on my list. Who you got else next? So uh, the next guy I have, so the next three guys I have, two of them I got to actually, you know, see really play the game. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about next, though, um, really stood out to me when I watched the Last Dance documentary. Uh, I always thought, uh, based on statistics and what I have seen beforehand, that he was the greatest power forward to ever play the game. Some would argue Tim Duncan, some would argue others. Um, but 15,000 rebounds. Carl uh, Malone, 100% stands out to me. Um, you know, what I really took out of out of my Carl Malone pick here, I have him at 14 on my list. Um, you see Carl Malone in game five of that series. He gives he he gives his absolute all and beats the you know an indestructible Bulls team at home. His will to win is just exceptional. They go back to uh, Utah game six, you know, the the shot game, as it's known. He gets the ball stolen from him. Don't get me wrong. I'll touch back on that. But the bottom line is every clip from that game is Carl Malone backpacking the squad, literally just pure determination, will to win. He's dying to knock off the Bulls. He turns the ball over in a crucial time. Uh, you know, just just a tremendous uh, uh, amount of knowledge by Jordan to know that he was going to be in the post uh, and not going to be cognizant of where Jordan was, more focusing on Rodman. To say he gets the ball stolen from him it is so minuscule because of the, the, the approach he takes after when I see him get on the bus and walk to the back and congratulate Jordan after he just got the ball stolen from him and then watches Jordan rise up to hit the shot on the road to win the finals shows me that Carl Malone gave everything he had to win that game. It still wasn't enough, but then the gratitude and respect that was shown to salute the greatest, you know, in a time like that, Carl Malone is, he's not only, he's not only a class act in that regard. He is a star among stars, man. I mean, he's a top 15 player of all time. Everybody like forgets. He's the number two leading scorer of all time. Like, it's Kareem, Carl Malone, LeBron James is third. And then, right. Kobe, like, you, you got to respect that. I mean, I don't care that he had extremely tight jeans on, buckled up here uh, with a belt, nice and snug. He's a country boy. 
but he got on the bus. He, he congratulated everybody. And that's just something that you don't see, Isaiah. Um, you just don't see that a lot. And um, it was just a class act. And I just feel like he, he's a very, um, he's an outspoken guy that had a team, you know, they were one of the many that were in that realm of the Bulls' six championships where it's like, hey, what can you do? You know, it's you, you do your best and uh, you, you almost get there. Um, I got also, you had mentioned him, um, a lot of people probably don't have him in their top 50, but if you look at all around usage all around guy on your team that it just fills a need to win and that is Dennis Rodman how he played the game and how he literally took hall of famers out of their game just off of his physicality and just the overall getting to your head is just something that you can't describe and Dennis Rodman as a rebounder is a guy that I can say like, all right, there you go. He's in the hall of fame, not for scoring, for no. rebounding, being, if he was on your team, he was on your team, probably not in San Antonio. He wasn't really fond of that time of his life, but when he was on Detroit, even in like, um, sometimes in San Antonio, we came to the Bullsboro, he was just unstoppable in reference to what he was doing to other teams and on the boards. And I got to put Rodman in there, right? So I personally did not have Rodman in there. While I do respect Rodman being in there, uh, I think Rodman is just summed up as hard work uh, because of the fact that Rodman doesn't have the uh, God-gifted athletic ability uh, in, in a lot of areas of the game but there are so many small areas that he took advantage uh, of being 6'9", of being quick, of being, you know, just nasty down low. Um, and then on top of it all, for me, Rodman is a mental warrior um, to, you know, take himself away from team activities, uh, things of that nature, but then just come back and produce without, without any form of work in the sense of lifting weights or conditioning, things like that. It's more mental work. It's I'm here. I'm going to produce. I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to win. Oh, like amazing. Like he's, that's what he did. Who you have next? Um, next is, is another guy, obviously I got to see him play the game, but again, uh, one of my other three players that I really, you know, I, I took some, some serious, uh, you know, appreciation for within the last dance, uh, Reggie Miller, uh, Reggie Miller, I have a 38th on my list. Um, in a lot of lists that I saw, Reggie Miller was a little higher than that, or he wasn't in the top 50 at all. Um, I disagree with that completely. Uh, Reggie Miller was another guy who would do uh, just about anything to win. He understood that he was in the league to represent himself amongst 
uh, those who honed in on Michael Jordan. I think he wanted to make it extremely known that while Michael was his friend, that he respected, admired, and had some sort of, you know, inner passion for Michael's game, he was there to compete at all costs. Uh, I think there was, you know, parts of that documentary where, you know, I really respected him when he, when he pushed Jordan to get open. Uh, I mean, at that point, you do whatever it takes. You win at all costs. You do what you got to do. He... So I thought, and, and clutch. Clutch would be the main focal point as far as Reggie Miller. There's things that Reggie Miller did. I mean, the New York game, the where he scored just ridiculous amount of points, um, shutting Spike Lee up, and uh, just being one of the greatest shooters next to Ray Allen, in my opinion, to ever play the game. And he just always came in joy. He was like that dude that you couldn't stand. Like, he just get into your freaking head, bro. Right. And, put it in your mouth too, like all day. And then his sister was a G too. A lot of people forget that. Cheryl wasn't no punk. Um, my <laughs> last one that I got is uh, <laughs> this dude, I, I learned a lot because I was uh, kind of bashing him uh, back in the day. Uh, but when he came to Miami, um, he kind of came into his own, although back in Toronto, I think Chris Bosch was doing his thing then. He just didn't get a lot of respect back then because Toronto was like a, you know, a throwaway team. And it was a team that a lot of people weren't thinking about. But when he came to Miami and he took that spot, knowing he was going to be the third guy, and he fulfilled it with a lot of just, you know, he was a great teammate. He did what he had to do on his end, knowing that he could be number one anywhere, including Chicago, which didn't pick him up. I remember that uh, time where guard packs were trying to get him, Wade or LeBron, and uh, we seem to not be able to uh, reel that one in either. But I want to give Chris Bosh, he's probably one of the uh, more recent players that probably took a spot from someone back in the day because I just thought with his athleticism, his height, and his uh, his range, uh, you can't uh, fight that uh, he should be in there. I was surprised that um, he didn't get the uh, Hall of Fame bid on the first ballot, but um, I'm sure he'll get there soon. Terrible how his career ended, too. You know, I feel really bad for him. Uh, I'm glad he got some good times there, though, with the Heat, uh, obviously. Um, last but not least on my list, I had him 36th on my list. Um, this is a, to me, this is an overlooked player because of the fact that he was only a career 16 points per game. Um, but Gary Payton, uh, again, was a guy on my list that much like Rodman, there's not a lot of statistics to back up the argument of some of these players. But um, what stood out to me is Gary Payton, obviously known as the glove for his exceptional defense. It's very hard to look at statistics that revolve around defense. So um, obviously, like I said, I believe he's an overlooked player. I thought his ability to step up 
in the finals and guard Mike. I know he got a lot of heat on that because of the reaction that Mike gave. But listen, while I agree with the rest of the world, Michael Jordan was simply unguardable. It is a fact, however, that Gary Payton guarded him for two nights and they won both games. So when he went to George Carl and he suggested that he guard him, he wasn't wrong. He wanted to step up to the task. Um, and, you know, his the way that he took, you know, the game by the hands within that series and said, hey, George, fuck you. I'm guarding him these next two games. Uh, he ended up guarding him three. Obviously, we know how that worked out the last game. But, hey. I mean, for him to will his team back into the race, I think they were down what, – what, what were they down, 3-0? 3-0. And then down 3-2. Um, so, you know, I, a tremendous amount of respect for that. And like I said, a lot of the time we focus on statistics of, of being able to score the ball. But, you know, at the end of the day, you look at guys like, you know, James Harden, who I didn't have on my list. It, to me, is nothing but a scorer right now. Um, and he's nothing but a product of the environment of 2020 as far as the NBA is concerned. He shoots 15-plus free throws a night. Those are not the kind of individuals that I really appreciate because they don't win. Yeah. And I, the, go ahead. That, uh, you know, like you had mentioned with Gary Payton, he – that was one of the – that was probably the top two. Some people say Golden State me knowing the Bulls, that was probably the best team ever. The 72, and that was the 72 and 10 Bulls. And they were down 3-0. They could have just packed it up. They were in Chicago. It was like, you know what? Uh, or they were in Seattle, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. We were down. We already lost. He could have get packed it in, and they came back. And they got a little scary uh, at, a, at some point. So I respect what he did, and um, that was uh, a great time. So um, this is our top 50, obviously. Uh, we actually have a, you know, we always got a third leg with Danny and Cali. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of uh, Cali-like dudes on his, even though he's from Illinois. But uh, we're going to shoot it out to Cali for uh, maybe an extended two-minute drill so uh, Danny can discuss his. For Ant, this is Dion, DC Sports. What's going on, everybody? Dion Anthony. It's your host, Danny Malagismo, here with the EC Sports West 2-Minute Drill. Now let's get it going. Now this week's episode of the 2-Minute Drill is going to be a little longer as we're going over the top 50 greatest players of all time. Um, with Dion and Anthony revealing their list, now it's my turn to give them my take on my top 50. Now I just want to start by saying there are some players who did not make the cut. Um, you might have them in your top 20, you might have them in your top 40, whatever it is, these guys didn't make the cut. And if they did, they'd be ranked at anywhere from the 50 level to the 45 level. Players that did not make the cut for me, it was Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Pau Gasol, Clyde Drexler, Dennis Rodman, Ray Allen, and Gary Payton. Now, all these guys are great. All these guys are Hall of Famers, but they're probably falling anywhere in that 55 uh, to 50 range. And at, at the highest, if people were to rank them, like I said, 50 to 45 level. With those players on the outside looking in, let's take a look at the top 50. Starting at number 50, we have Reggie Miller, then 49, Dominique Wilkins, 48, Manu Ginobili, a guy who I was debating over whether I should put him in the list or not. 
I think the resume speaks for itself. One of the best international players, a four-time champ. He's deserved it. I think he makes the top 50. Bob Cousy at 35. Patrick Ewing at 34. Giannis at 33. Interesting take, but only 24. One of the youngest MVPs ever. And again, sky's the limit with him, just like Anthony Davis. All right, let's get into the top 15. At number 15, we do have the triple-double leader at 181, the big O, Oscar Robertson. Number 14, we have KD, Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper. Um, could be higher on this list if he, maybe if he didn't go to the Warriors, but hey, so be it. Skillful player, uh, Kevin Durant at 14. Let's go to the top five. All right, guys, this is going to be fun. The last hurrah. At number five, Magic Johnson. Um, at number four, my favorite player of all time, Kobe Bryant. Now let's go to the top three. At number three, LeBron James. LeBron James, he's number three. Uh, <laughs> at number two, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number one, can we ever argue this? Will we ever argue this? Is this even a question? Number one, Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan, um, his airness. You, you can't deny it. Michael Jordan's always going to be number one. Um, just... I can't even put it into words. It's going to take too long. Obviously, this is way over the two-minute drill. So uh, Michael Jordan's our number one. Uh, that was my top 50 list. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Let let me know. Personally, you can even tweet me, Instagram, whatever you want to do, at BaseDan. Let me know what you guys feel about my 50, uh, top 50 players list. Um, for the EC Sports West two-minute drill, I'm Daniel Malikismo, and I'm out.